We're doing this, and this is... Cries in Norwegian. A couple weeks ago, I was listening to the other scam podcast, uh-huh. and I, I legit felt like a little bit jealous, because they had they actually had music at the beginning at the end in the background, and it's it's just a scam music. I don't know. I, I think Why I tra- we didn't think of that? I don't know why we didn't think of that, mm. uh, so maybe we'll think of that. What? It's our own idea. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we didn't get it from another podcast. Yeah. Funny, I was just thinking about it the other day, and, and like, sort of, like, thinking of... Uh, being like, hey, how come we, we gave up on that, on that music, music idea? Thing. You know what? Well, we just do our own thing. I, I was even like, there's like services online where they're like, hey, pay me $15 and I'll like come up with music for you. Oh, man. Yeah, and we just never did it. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to retake that. But also, this is Gabby. And I'm Liska. Now I'm seeing that introductions are hard and I feel better. I feel bad about judging Karen and Georgia and oh, my favorite man. writer a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, but also they're yeah, they're hard. They're hard, but yeah. also Karen. Georgia. But also they kind of like empower me because then I'm like, see, they've been doing it for a long time, and they still kind of get awkward when they start. So oh, they just I launched. Don't have to feel hey them. guys, they're not paying me, but they just launched their own like pot- podcast network this yes. week. Don't remember what it's called, but I know they have four <laughs> exactly podcasts. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, there you go. Exactly right. Yes. Uh, but I they am... have four new podcasts. I'm, I'm very excited about it. All of them sound really cool. Yeah, so. I did read all the descriptions. Even the cat one, I was like, but it's Steven! I know! I'm like, man, I I used to like kind of think like, oh, why would I listen to a podcast about cats? But now I'm like, yeah, I will miss Steven. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're making a reference to My Favorite Murder, which is a comedy podcast about true crime. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And yes. it, was, it was like my gateway drug into podcasts. Yes. Uh, after that, I just started listening to everything. One of the most popular podcasts in the world. It's amazing. They built a, a mini empire. I admire yeah, them so I, much. I love, I yeah, I don't even know how they did it. I, I'm in awe of them. We went to see them at a live show a couple of weeks ago, and it was everything we wanted to be. Yeah, we recommend it, though it is comedy about murder, so like go into that knowing what it is, and if you don't like it, don't listen to and it. And they also tend to talk shit for like 30 minutes, but you love them, so it's fine. Yeah. But just warning, the first time I listened to an episode, I was like, why am I 25 minutes in? And no one has been murdered. <laughs> Someone told me the other day that they like like to fall asleep to the <laughs> podcast. They always like fall asleep like 25, 20, 20 minutes into it. And I'm like, so you never get to the murder? murder? Like you just hear <laughs> the bantering? That's it? <laughs> I mean, okay. All right. So uh, today we are talking about scam. Have we mentioned that? This is a podcast about scam. <laughs> and we are in season two, which is Nora's season. And today it's a very special episode because it's the Easter special. And it's called, I know there was something strange about her. And I just want to talk about like, I love that there's an Easter special. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I love holiday specials of any kind. I think all shows should embrace that. Uh-huh. 100%. Like, it feels like a feels like it was, like, a European tradition that we are slowly taking over little by little. Yes. And I am all for it. It was, like, weirdly, almost, like, politically incorrect or something. Because, like, if you're going to celebrate Easter, why not celebrate Ramadan? Why not have, like, a Ramadan special? Which is, like, a super valid thing. I would this love to true. have a Ramadan I, special. I, I would love a special of every holiday. It just means, like, yeah. extra fun bonus episodes. Yeah. 100%. I'm all for it. Looking forward to the Shit's Creek Christmas special. On December 17th in Canada, December 18th in the U.S. Have I checked if I have the channel? Joe, no. Have you asked me 55 times? Yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) I love that it's the Easter special. I forgot that it was because it is very snowy in Easter in Norway. So snowy. I was like, girl, they really committed. Like, was this filmed on location? I was just like a bad storm. 
or did they were like no 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 like we have to really make it feel yeah i mean it's like pristine christmas wonderland i was looking at chris's hair and like the amount of snow she Uh had in there i was like like running her hand through her hair it's gonna get cold fast there's a tiny detail like in the very first scene when they're trudging through all the snow i loved this is like such a weird like geeky thing to notice but the sound of people walking in snow Mm -hmm. is super distinct and it was just like really fun listening to it of course living in southern california we like never hear it um in puerto rico and puerto rico and i don't (laughs) I am not, full disclosure, a person who likes snow. Mm. I had, we both went, were in Boston for college. Yeah. Um, at different times, but I had like one magical day with snow, and that was it. That was it. I mean, I like snow. I'm a winter baby, as they say, uh, Christmas baby, but I did not enjoy winters in Boston. Okay. It was, yeah. it was extra. I, I mean, you got the wind off the river. It was bad. Well, I lived... So I lived in a dorm that no one wants to live in because it's, like, far away from everything. Mm. But there's a shuttle. Mm. So I was like, look, you guys have to walk to class. (laughs) I take the shuttle to class. I remember one time there was a snowstorm, and I was walking to class, and the drifts were higher than my head. And I'm five foot three. It's just miserable. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, I remember my freshman year, there was, like, an early... It's winter like the snow fell like super early like I want to say like October uh-huh. uh, and the whole like so for freshman year everyone lives like in the in the yard uh-huh. so like all the dorms are sort of like face next each to, other, face each yeah. other and it's beautiful and whatever and all of the freshmen came out and there was like an epic snow uh, like uh like snow fight that's and, amazing like, it was amazing and magical and that's that's my one cherished memory that's your so. one happy snow memory well the snow in this show looks cold but it looks happy, it looks it looks beautiful magical yeah. wonderland and fluffy and magical wonderland yeah. okay so yeah so basically uh it's been set up that chris has told all of the girl squad that her grandmother has a cabin in Hemstall. I, I read a lot of like Scandinavian crime noir. I'm pretty sure I've heard of this location. Okay, cool. It's like a remote place where people get murdered, well, which is in theme with yeah. Uh, well, and the point not the real place, but like in fiction, not yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get yeah. And the point and the, the point of the opening conversation is that not they they think they're more in the middle of nowhere than they thought they were gonna be. Like they were like right. They Chris, they were, yeah, like Chris. We thought we were gonna be in the actual like. I think it's supposed to be like a maybe like a city of some sort i was gonna google this and now they're literally like no no no. we're in the middle of nowhere even from there right yeah totally. so there's there's a little bit of a dread of like it's the classic horror movie setup of um, like going what? to a cabin in the woods yep cabin in the woods have you seen that that's also good <laughs> yeah so then obviously because we have the setup of them being like we're in the middle of nowhere this is creepy we're all girls like it's a little bit of the subtext, like, blah, blah. And then uh-huh. in the middle of the road is a random dude who is just staring at them, waiting for them. Yes, incredibly creepily. And he basically tells them... He's like, he, I, I made the cabin ready for you. Right. Chris but, doesn't really know who he is. Yeah, Chris, Chris, who is supposed to be like, hey, this is my grandmother's cabin, is, isn't clear what's going on. She's like, oh, do you work for my grandmother? And he's like, yeah, it's kind of awkward. She keeps being like, okay... They all sort of, like, walk away from him. And that's when he's like, hey, my name is Casper. So we're going to revert to him as Casper instead of creepy man from now on. That's right. Uh, I have in my notes, I was eating and watching, and, like, I was very rushed today, so I took the worst notes. Do you have any idea what the phrase ring three 
in reference to Nora is? Yes, it's something like uh, the road where they're on, where it's like something about oh, the yes. borders. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I loved, okay, the, yeah, Beth, thank you very much. That was, uh, I love that Nora, like, sh- she's the perennial, like, voice of reason. I mean, throughout the episode and the season in general, but she pipes up here as like, come on now, like, just because people live outside the ring um, of the, the uh, auto super highway whatever around Oslo doesn't mean they're weird which is like a constant conversation between you know between like rural and urban uh, yeah exactly people so I, I really appreciated that it was very in character for her oh yeah and uh, Casper warns them that the electricity is a bit um, oh yeah it goes in and out yeah in and out oh and then I liked I liked that like Santa lingers a bit before in the frame uh-huh. um to sort of set up this mysterious air of like Santa yes. and the whole thing and I don't know if you noticed but in the background Casper is still in the middle of the road yeah, just staring, staring at them just standing there was, in the snow I was like good job guys staring at them this is really freaking creepy yeah the directing of this episode is really good partly because part of what it accomplishes like it melds a genre that you I don't know that you wouldn't think would go well with the show it kind of melds it into the show uh, and I I don't know I just really yeah. like that it's one of my favorite by the way of the of the season I think partly because it's a standalone episode I also think it's because it's like it's kind of one of our last Girl Squad episodes yes that I, I think that's what I wanted to mention a little bit that I don't I, this obviously this isn't I don't think this is the most exciting episode in terms of like plot or like romance or that stuff like that but it's just nice to get like 30-35 minutes of just like the girl squad hanging, hanging out. out yeah and there's such great chemistry and we so rarely see them all together um, for such a long time Yes, yeah. uh, and I think, so I, I wanted, I don't know if I wanted to discuss this or wait, but I was reading some comments, just people in general, and why is, it's my computer making the sounds, sorry, oh, of like why people still very much dislike Vilde, and a lot of, a lot of that I think comes from season four, and her actions, and mm-hmm. sort of the things that she says, and this idea that she never asks for forgiveness, which I can agree to some point. Wait, I can't remember where I was going to with this. Oh, it's interesting. Um, I had mentioned just the girl squad hanging out and like... Oops. Oh, yeah, and I think... I, I was going to say, and I think that maybe that season would have been helped or serviced by having some sort of like emphasis, emphasis on the girl squad and what makes them them and that why their friendship uh, matters to all of them. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know that we need another Easter special, but some something of that sort. Yeah, the- the episode is interesting to compare to in season one, uh, the kind of a bottle episode between Jonas, Eva, and Isak. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. There so, is a cabin. Which, um, so, I don't think... I wonder if she... Ma- I, I made a note of it at some point, but maybe it's later. Eva Eva makes... Oh, yeah, it's later. Uh, Eva makes some sort of reference to that when she oh, mentioned... Oh, being in the cabin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she mentions the Trivial Pursuit, and she was like, anything but Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> yes. And I was like, yeah, I got you, girl. <laughs> yeah, nice continuity there from season to season. But yeah, it, I, I just... It's interesting that, like, she chose in two seasons in a row to quite early on have an episode that takes the characters out of the main, mm-hmm. like, action storylines. And other shows have... Other adaptations have not done that with season mm-hmm. one, at least. And it has positive effects, but I think overall, I really like it. As I a, mean, I think it, I think it's. I don't think this quite fits the definition of a bottle episode in the way that networks use it. Yeah, but it is a little bit of a bottle episode in that it does take away from a lot of everything that's going on outside of that cabin, and just like I think it's just a good opportunity to 
focus on the relationships. Yes, exactly. Which you normally would expect to come later in the season. Sort of like the classic, like I always think of the Buffy musical episode where mm-hmm. Joss Whedon has... In interviews, I heard him say how, like, he needed his characters to express things finally, and so this is how he thought of doing it, which is, like, a brilliant solution. Um, but the best usually... Buffy episode, in my opinion. <laughs> Second only to Hush. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I love both uh, equally. But, um, the... But anyway, so, so usually that, that kind of episode where people, like, have emotional ep- uh, relationship episodes comes later in the season, mm-hmm. but I just think it really works well to put them up front. Yeah. Uh, maybe because it puts that baseline of what their relationships are going to be like. Well, or... and I think this episode, I think the common episode was much more blatant about laying out what the relationships are. Mm-hmm. I think this is this one doesn't quite feel that way. It's like it's yeah. like a bit more fun and light. Yeah. And yet the subtext of all of it is all those relationships, I think, and yeah, the dynamics. Totally. And like I was trying to pay attention to who speaks when and how mm-hmm. and to who uh-huh. and sort of like little things like that. Yeah, I mean, in the first, in season one, the relationships is the plot. And yeah. in this one, it's not. It's just sort of like a, a mo- even more of a special episode, yes. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's like a really good rhythm to me. I don't know. I want to I wanna point out, because we're recording these back-to-back, that we are not recording in our usual space. We are in our friend's Amy's house. Oh, right. And what that weird scratching noise you're hearing is not like a ghost or anything. <laughs> it's her less than a year old uh, German Shepherd Husky mix who is adorable but very energetic yeah and chews on everything the dog is around us because he is lovely and he just wants to be around us all the time so if you hear some weird sounds it's it's, it's a beautiful puppy who, yeah. who wants to be loved just imagine the cutest blue-eyed uh, brown furred dog you can and that's him that's him he's great um, his name is Einstein anyway okay back to the back to the show so, okay so then we are back in the cabin like uh-huh. actually they arrive, the cabin. The cabin, they yeah. arrive, and we have Bilda who's complaining about William. Yeah, I love it. Like, almost, like so many scenes start. I think there were like seven scenes in the whole episode. <laughs> I think yeah. at least three of them start with her talking yeah, about, about William. William. Yeah, she's like, he's so he's hot and cold, and then he's hot again, and then he's cold, and then again, Nora's face throughout all of this. She's it's just, just like, like, oh my god, oh get my me, god. get me out of here, and maybe a little bit of guilt. I, oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's that guilt yeah. because. Like we've like we've said, no matter what excuses she tells herself, she knows that she's doing something wrong. And we ended last episode with William being like, "You like me, right?" Like, and and we know that's where she's at. Yeah, she's she's beginning to sort of accept the fact that she likes William. Yeah, it's and it's that's so gonna bring so many extra complications uh-huh. to everything. Basically, in this little conversation, Ava sort of um, reestablishes the fact that they're in the middle of nowhere. Right, because she's trying to connect on Tinder, and then she's like fascinated how there's no one around. On and then Tinder. she's trying to connect on Yodel, which. I had Googled last time we had this conversation. Yeah, I think it's like one of those, like, uh, almost like a snap, like a public Snapchat where you send out a message and see yeah, if it responds. Yeah, and see if anyone, uh, yes, Yodel, the hyperlocal app. I don't know what that means, but that's what it is. <laughs> but it's got a cool tech sound to it. And there you go. Uh, oh, no, look, this is not in English. Oh. Uh, another thing that we are not able to know more detail about because we can't speak Norwegian. One thing that stood out to me in this conversation also is, man, how badly Vilda has it for William. She w- doesn't even want. She doesn't even want to hear about a hookup. Like, yeah, she's like, she's no, like, William, 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 twenty four seven. I mean, I think 
I think we've seen that her personality is like hyper, like obsessive about yes. like whatever it is she's it's obsessed true. It's with at the time. Yeah, she. I mean, there's in this episode also they hinted her like obsessive eating. Yes. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, you're right. Yodel is the community that shows you what's happening in your area in real time. So yeah, I think there's something like this in English too, but I can't remember what it's called. It's called like hello or I don't know, some 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 dumb. Um. Thing yeah. Like so basically, Nora is very uncomfortable by this whole conversation because. For obvious reasons. Yeah. So she's like tries to shut it down kind of and be like, like, can we not talk about guys all the time? I know. Which is very classic Nora deflecting. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and making herself a little bit righteous. Yeah. In the process. Yeah. By like, I just want to have girl time. That's the Nora um, way. When really, she's I mean, also thinking about guys. And it's one of those times where it's like, she's not wrong. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. do something else, guys. Yeah. But yeah, she's, <laughs> but she's using it as an excuse to. Definitely. And she's being a little hypocrite. Oh, totally. Um, and then I think, I don't remember how I transitioned into this, but Vilda like brings up uh, Sana's hijab and is like, why do you, you don't have to always wear it. It's just girls here. Can't you, you know, one's forcing you to, which is yeah. classic Vilda. Classic Vilda. And it's sort of like that whole nay Vilda situation. I just, I understand where people are coming from that it's such a disrespectful question, but I can't be mad at her yet. I can be mad at her maybe in season four, but I really do think that it's a genuine question. Hey, you're all you're here with our with your friends. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What's different about this that you can't? Uh, yes. take it off. Yeah, um, I guess I'm not angry though. Also, I have no like personal stake in the matter. I'm more like wincing. At yeah, that. That, yes, wincing 100. percent And I think yeah. that's with a lot of the like hijab Muslim questions. It's this the space where I like I don't know how to be respectful and how to totally. And it's a difficult thing too because I totally get the sentiment of it's not my job to educate you. On the other hand, hundred percent. How will I be educated about anything if I don't ask? Well, and then uh, and then you, you have know, and then, and in, then a, it, in a safe space, well, in a trusted space, and then it brings this other real life aspect of like, well, in a situation where this isn't filmed for television. Would she be? Would she take up her hijab? I don't know. I don't know what the circumstances are for That's this. Sure, I actually don't even because know. because the act. I, I know it's also a fact of the actress and her own like uh, religion right. and right, comfort right. level. Well, and probably the truth is there isn't like a straight answer, like a across the board answer. Probably yeah. different people have different practices, which ties into different like beliefs. Um, so anyway, I mean, Sada handles it. I thought quite well. Yes, uh, and basically tells her. Uh, it's not, no one's forcing me, it's my choice. And it, it kind of ends at that, I think. Yeah, which I, I like that Sana is straightforward about it. And she doesn't, she does not have to give Bilde anything else beyond that. Like, yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She answered a question, she did it truthfully, the end. Yeah, like, totally. Who the fuck cares? If Bilde wants to know more, she can go to Google and like, fucking google yeah. it or like, find people who do make it their thing to talk about things like yeah, this that's because fine. not everyone wants to do that yeah so this is sort of then the idea is like okay maybe we should play some games yeah uh, and that's when that's when Eva says we're like <laughs> no trivial pursuit guys yes um, and, uh, that's, and then they find a Ouija board a Ouija board I can shout out again to Joe I mean this would be like second shout out to Joe of the episode because he's been after me to do a Ouija board thing and I have no problem with this because I've done it before and it like doesn't never done anything uh, but we have friends in common who are very like never Ouija well, board well, never well this is when I when this is when I sh- sh- talk about my Ouija board thing which oh, is uh-huh. I'm not want, I'm not one of our other friends who's like no adamant no uh-huh. way but like basically the other day I told Joe like well I guess if it was in my house it would be fine it's just like I have this weird thing look I'm not let's not talk religion because it's not the time place oh, for it yeah but essentially it's like 
I believe in some sort of uh-huh. religion because I want to, because I grew up with it, because uh-huh. it's comforting to me. I don't think it makes me an idiot to believe no, in religion. Um, and I know it's complicated. Uh, I'm Catholic because that's the way I, I was raised. That doesn't mean I have like a specific allegiance to it. I think the Catholic Church kind of sucks. But part of what has... It's a part of me is this, like, there is this superstition that I cannot escape. I'm sorry, right. guys. So I'm like, I am not inviting any of that weird fucking right, shit in my right, house. Right, right. Do I know it's a game? Yes. Do I, like, 98% believe that it's bullshit? Yes. I'm not taking that chance. That, that uh, I am 1% chance. I, mean, I am not enough. inviting the devil into my house. <laughs> that's all, guys. Like, I'm not taking that risk. <laughs> Mama did not raise no fool. <laughs> Uh, my Ouija experience, I mean, I haven't tried it in, like, a very long time. I think it was, like, 12 when we did it at some sleepover. And uh, it was so dumb. Literally nothing happened. <laughs> it's, like, the beginning, actually, of the scene in yeah, here yeah. where it just doesn't move. And there's this whole theory about how, like, your subconscious mind will move the planchette and, yeah. like, it'll give you the answers. It just doesn't move. Unless mm-hmm. somebody's playing a trick on you and is actually actively doing it and just lying about it, which is like what everyone... I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's my opinion. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you that yeah. that's what's happening. It just doesn't And move. yet... <laughs> and yet... Um, and I'll never forget my friend uh, who was just like... People were like, should we do it? Should we not? And my friend who's very matter-of-fact, and I'm still friends with her to this day, and she's awesome. Um, she was like, listen, nothing made by Mattel can contact the dead. <laughs> That she just like ended it at that. That is a good bottom line, guys. <laughs> and, we were, and then turned out to not even Mattel, but uh, <laughs> it's Hasbro or Hasbro, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. Hasbro. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so it was just very. I just will always have this image of her in my mind of her saying that with this like complete like I think she's a little bit she's like a year older than us, we're like yeah. thirteen. We were she's 12. like I know, I know. Yes, yeah. she laid down the law. Anyway, so they bring out the Ouija board. Um, can I say? Can I take five seconds to recommend Ouija Two? It's a fantastic movie. You should go see it. Uh, don't watch the original. I've never seen it, but I hear it's terrible. But Ouija 2, my story of Ouija 2, is that the first Ouija movie got like a 13% Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and the second Ouija movie got like a 85%. very high. And I was just yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I went to see it, and I loved it, and I highly recommend it. And this dog belongs up biting my foot oh ow um, it's not a dog <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um okay so back to this so, so but before they start playing the ouija board Santa um, leaves Santa leaves yeah, yeah she's like she's like i'm out I'm uh, and vilda's like why does she leave and yeah so now we're at the game yeah. and basically each of the girls sort of like has a round where they get to ask a question uh-huh. where it's related to like whatever their storyline is right what? to some extent so Eva goes first. Yes, these are very interesting questions. We can just take them in order. She bas- she asks, um, "Does Jonas have feelings for me?" To which the Ouija board answers, "Yes." Yeah. Which she's kind of upset about, I guess. Yeah. In a very interesting way, she's saying, "Well, if he has still feelings for me, then we can't be friends." Yes. Uh, which is kind of an interesting place for her to be, given where she started out this season, where she seemed to be the one who was having more feelings. Yeah, I think she's still honestly trying to make sense of what yeah. it is she's feeling. Yeah. Um, empathize that hard I've been there and <laughs> I mean projecting some I don't know but yeah, yeah I, I basically yeah I feel you Eva uh, and but I, I do agree that it was an interesting reaction of her to be like oh no what uh-huh, uh-huh. no this is terrible news then Vilda ask of course what is what is William thinking about what's William thinking about uh, about 
Um, and the Ouija board answers someone here, someone, someone in this here. room. Which, but it was interesting because it starts with like N O. Oh, that's right. And Nora starts like sweating, and then Eva starts looking at Nora. Yeah, like, are you doing it? You could, well, okay, yeah, yeah. It's a total There's, silent conversation. Yes. No, I'm not doing it. Are, are you, you doing it? No, I'm not. Um, and then it goes to yeah, it ends up saying attention. like some someone someone in the room essentially. Uh, and then obviously Vilda is obsessed because she's obsessive about her follow-up question and no one will no one will uh, take her follow-up question uh, so then yeah because she, she wants to ask like well who is he thinking about which Nora's an expert she's like I'm not gonna ask that and then yeah. of course no one does uh, want to ask that but so Nora then asks why didn't Sana want to play Ouija? yeah and the board answers she's psychic or something to that effect yeah. which everyone's like huh and I think Vilda except, except Vilda's like I knew it yes <laughs> she's the one who's like it's her hijab isn't it or like I was or, wondering or maybe, why she wears yeah, it yeah or maybe that's where she says like I knew there was something strange about her I can't remember when that line I was think, spoken I think that is but it, it might yeah. be it might be here and then it moves on to Chris yes Chris who asked about um like basically about Isak and then <laughs> The spirits out, Isaac. I know. This and then I was thinking, like, I didn't think about, but like, somebody outed them. Somebody in that room, and only two people know. Yep, it's like either either Eva or Nora outed him in yeah. front of. I mean, unless it really was spirits, but yeah. um, I mean, stop, <laughs> stop it, Einstein, no. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, I was like, I thought it was funny, but then I was, I was also like, damn, like the spirits outed him, and by the it's spirits, it's like a very not okay thing. To yeah, do. I was like, but it's okay because Chris does not believe it. Yeah, Chris uh, does not take it seriously. She refuses to believe that Isak um, is gay. Um, and then essentially, oh, at that point, Nora gets a text from William. Yes. Which did you notice that she she has him saved as Willem? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, she has him saved on her phone as well. I probably did. That's why I was like, oh, it's his name. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was, I thought it was like a nice detail. Uh-huh. Um, and he is basically saying, do you miss me? Um, I don't think she responds to anything. Yeah, I don't think she, yeah, she But basically we see her on the phone. And then it's Vilda's time to ask her follow-up question. She's really excited she's, about this but guy. But she doesn't get a chance to because... Uh, Eva's yodel message somebody replies to her on yodel yeah and uh, it's creepy because she whoever replies the message is just all of their questions yeah which is I, I have to admit like as a piece of writing it's, 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 it's so effective yes. I, the first time I saw this I was creeped the hell out yeah uh, it's and, not kind of what I expected um, is that him? oh that was a cat? so yeah so it's really like I thought it was a really clever way like it wasn't like I I think the like the lazier version was like something like something creepy like I'm watching you something right. like that or even just the certain answers to the questions uh-huh. but just like just he, repeating he, just the repeating questions. the questions oh, as like it chills me super creepy uh, and Chris has a great line where she says something like huh 2016 spirits are on yodel <laughs> yes I thought that was funny too. Um, and then Nora gets blamed because she was the one who was just oh, on, she was phone, on her phone. On That's her right. Phone. Vilda, of course, is like, it's you, it's you. And Vilda wants to see Nora's phone to basically double check that it wasn't her. Yes. But obviously, Nora doesn't want to give her phone because what is waiting for her right there is William's, William's text. text. Which is a great, like, there's a lot of moments in this episode where there is that kind of tension where plots are um, very character-driven and hitting, like, into each other. Uh, where th- these scenes are, there's a lot of things going on in a scene, and a lot of people like different people's motivations. What does he have in his mouth? A bone. Oh, okay. 
He can have that. Yeah. Uh, one of those, like, artificial bones. Okay. Yeah, so, so we're, like, a lot of different characters' motivations and immediate needs are butting up in the scene in a very good way. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a, a lot of very good writing in this, in this... I mean, it's yeah. all season, I would say, on that level, but so far, at least... And in yeah. this episode especially. So basically, um, yeah, we don't have an answer to who's fucking with them, but it's creepy as fuck. Yes. And and then we have another scene that starts with Vilda talking about who? Well, the lights go out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's there, you're right. Yeah, the electricity goes out. Yeah, and then it's out for like quite a while. Because um, the next scene is the next day, it's the next morning. Uh, Vilda is again going on about William. This time she's basically rationalized that... William is not interested in her because he's about to start his Rusier. Right. And, like, he, like, basically doesn't want to break her heart. Oh, uh-huh. that sensitive boy. Yeah. Do you know what it is about Vilda? Like, as silly as she is sometimes, um, I feel like everyone's been there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone's had that relationship where you're like, does this guy like me? I can't quite tell. Or this girl or whatever. And that, that like, leaps of logic. Yeah. All so your friends are like, okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, I guarantee, and if you, maybe if you personally haven't done it, you know someone you love who has. So I think that's what makes it such a good relatable, even though it's like you want to roll your eyes at it. And you do. <laughs> so Nora notices that Vilda is picking at her food again, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of like the sub, subtextual, like not even subtextual. Well, but, like, yeah, it's been around since season one. Subtler Yeah, and it's, and it's been well established mm-hmm. that Vilda and food is a complicated relationship. Yes, and so else. she claims that it's a gluten allergy, but I think in Nora's mind, very much she's remembering the conversation from the last episode about like how uh, if William is with anyone, it's got to be the skinny girl. Yeah. So clearly the, the relationship, like the hot and cold thing with William is really affecting Vilda. And and she just like immediately calls her out and it's like, girl, mm, you don't no. have a gluten allergy. Uh, yeah, so at this point I think, yeah, I think we've established that like, electricity is still out uh-huh. um, and Chris messaged her grandmother uh, about it, and uh, this is when Eva kind of wonders, like, oh, I wonder if it was Casper on Yodel, right? Sana is like, I don't know what you guys talking about. What, what happened talking? at Yodel? So they sort of catch her up with the entire thing, and that's when Chris gets a text message from her grandmother that says, Casper? Who? Who? There's no one helping me with the cabin. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's such a great, it's like you you almost hear the music, the dun, dun, dun music yeah. when it plays. And then I think Eva, I think maybe this is the next scene where Eva wants to ask, who, who are you on Yodel? Uh, yes, it she, starts with Vilda doing crunches, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if, uh, Eva wants to ask on Yodel. Sana is like, no. Well, well, because I think this is another scene with interesting framing because Sana, for the most part, is like by herself, just uh-huh. staring out the window. So all the girls are kind of like on the couch or doing crunches and they're kind of like together yes. as one. And then Sana is sort of placed uh, separate uh, for the most of it. And she's just staring off the window again. It was sort of like this mysterious, pensive, like theme uh-huh. thing that I thought Like she in. has something deep on her mind yes. that she's worried about. And that's what Rolda ask her like flat out are you psychic <laughs> she doesn't say the Ouija board told her so but yeah. she thinks it and basically Sana's like, like what uh, and that's when it's established that they cannot get out of the cabin because there's no bus until right. the next day so right. they are stuck there yes it's all classic cabin in the woods stuck stuck uh, kind of tropey yeah. plot and Emma, Emma at this point is like pretty high tense about it and Nora's mm-hmm. basically the one who's trying to get everyone to relax and be like look we're stuck here 
we'll make the best of it. Like, it's what what's Casper uh-huh. gonna do? There's one of him. He's tiny. There's like five, well, five of us. us. Like, we're gonna we're gonna be fine. Um, yeah. And then she basically gets Vilda to help her with food. Yes. Yeah, so she's like, Hey, Vilda, I'm gonna make some dinner. Why don't you help me? And uh-huh. Vilda's like what or food whatever and Nora's like because everyone has to contribute so we go to the kitchen uh-huh. and uh she asks Vilda to make to peel some potatoes for her and basically Vilda's like oh what are we making a tortilla and Vilda says oh but I don't like potatoes right because they're unhealthy right and so Nora now gets to lecture her on the healthy aspects of all kinds of food including potatoes which has starch which is very important when you have low energy apparently i learned i didn't know this either mm-hmm. yeah because uh when uh when vilda was saying that she uh was uh, allergic to gluten she, one of the symptoms was that she had low energy and Russ says well maybe a solution is that you need some starch and potatoes in your some life more potatoes. and that's when she says her very famous line your body needs potatoes and apparently this became a meme of some sorts in Norway <laughs> to the point that um, at least one grocery store that has pictures was uh, had a sign of Nora saying your body needs potatoes as a way to advertise potatoes. Uh-huh. So I just want to say good job, Norway. Yeah. I, man, if I walked into a grocery store and I saw that, I would buy potatoes for sure. 100%. And then we also saw, I was Googling it, and we also saw the McDonald's apparently used it at least on Twitter at some right. point. Which is a huge multinational company. Well, McDonald's also gets like name dropped every episode during sauna season. It's really weird. I don't know why. I remember like being aware of it. I was oh, like, why is she talking about McDonald's all the time? It's supposed they to be... must have gotten sponsorship by I think it's supposed to be some sort of like symbolism of capitalism and everything. But and yet, <laughs> and yet, it just makes me want to eat McDonald's. I bet McDonald's just paid a lot of money to have them mention them a lot to make you want to eat them. Uh, anyway, yeah. Well, so we go back to this Nora lecturing, lecturing or informing whatever you want to call it, build on food, and she's like, potatoes, they have this and that. They're good uh-huh. for you. Vitamin C, blah blah blah. Eggs, they have protein and amino acids, and they increase your metabolism. Blah 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 blah. Again, I. I honestly, I agree with Vilda because Vilda then asked, how do you know so much about food? Uh-huh. And I agree, like, that is not just, like, stuff everyone knows about food. So I don't know if she well, prepped, what, I was prepped really, for this. Right, thing. right, right. And, like, her little speech, speech too. The scene is a little bit weird. It makes me feel a little uncomfortable in some ways because uh, Nora is... She kind of comes almost like comes off um, paternalistic, isn't the right word. What am I? What am I thinking? Like talking down to Vilda. But then again, Vilda does present incredibly like a child in this scene in particular. Yes. Um, and but that did make me think about the different ways of how they grew up. Uh, I guess a little bit to, to some extent, both of them seem to not have had a lot of parental influence, but it seems to have created very different uh, levels of adjustment. Like Vilda seems like a child and Nuras seems too much like an adult mm-hmm. uh, which was just an interesting kind of like I don't know observation of how it's different people under a similar circumstance can yeah no that's interesting outcomes. and I and I agree with you I don't the whole spiel doesn't bother me that much because I think like Nora's intentions are so pure oh, absolutely and like Vilda's listening is also like it, it's it's beautifully done both yes. of them uh, motivations are great like the scene works but I think there is still that element that we've talked about of like Nora talking down on Bill Day um, yeah. that is I, I'm gonna say just really interesting because it's there for 
so much of the season. Yeah. Um, it's not even a bad feeling. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Again, I guess it's something I observed uh, and didn't, I guess, super know how to feel about it. And then this scene is, uh, ends with the lights coming back on and then Casper is in the window. And Bilda screams. It's a beautiful scream. Um, <laughs> and then we cut to Girl Scott freaking out. Yeah, well, they're, it's like nighttime now. They're on the couch. They're mm-hmm. freaking out. They're like, we have to sleep together. All the horror movies, they always split up. And that bad things happen, which mm-hmm. is true. Um, Good job, girls. I, I, Vilda has been watching her horror movies. Oh, Vilda makes some comment about like, what does he want? Or someone asks that, and Vilda says, because he wants to have sex. Nice. All they want to have sex. And okay, so I this time watching it, I knew like what the ending was and who. I mean, basically, like, what's going on. But watching it the first time and again this time, I was absolutely convinced that Eva knew was in on it because the actress, <laughs> who I love and is amazing, but I feel like in this scene, she's having a hard time keeping it together to not laugh, uh-huh. which I love observing when, when actors, where you can see them, like, start to crack up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of times, she has to, like, cover her face, and I swear it's because she's laughing under there. I mean, smiling. Yeah, yeah. And she tries to kind of turn it into a laugh. I mean, sorry, into a cry. I, um, I didn't notice it, but I believe you. Oh, man. Go back and watch it. It's okay. so good. Uh, well, I know that I, I thought it was funny because then Eva responds to the whole like he just wants to have sex with us, with like well you want to have sex too, and she's like yeah but not like right now and like this and not with him like Eva come on, you can just solve all our problems by going and having sex with a maniacal uh, person outside and then no, we're all safe. and then basically Sana again is all like mysterious uh-huh. and like kind of oh like, yeah and she says. Eva wants to call the police, right? Because she's like, hey, this this fucking creepy dude. Um, uh-huh. We need to do something about it. And Sana's like, the police can't do anything. <laughs> and then she kind of continues on this spiel where she's like, hey, guys, like, I, I, have, I have these feelings and these images. And she basically either explicitly says or just implies that her hijab is magic. I think she pretty explicitly says it. I don't know if she uses the word magic, but she basically says, like, I I have you asked me about my hijab. Well, I have it on because I have these yeah, visions. Yeah. And then, and I know Vilda says, "Is I knew it. Like, I knew <laughs> it. Like, are you psych? Like, is your hijab make, uh, make you psych? psychic?" And then she's like, "Call it what you want." <laughs> Sana held it together so well. I would have burst out laughing and Vilda asked yeah, that so, question. I know, right? So then Sana is saying, "Hey, ever since we got here." I've been getting these images from another time of right. like Casper. And she's just building this narrative right. of like Casper and what he was doing and what she's uh-huh. seen. What he wants. Um, and then and she says he's right there. No, first she says to be seen. And then she keeps, oh, play- right, she, right, right, right. She keeps playing up this like whole thing about yes. him wanting to be seen. Emma is shaking. Yeah. She's freaking out. So I maintain that she's actually laughing really hard. All right, whatever. <laughs> Uh, and then Sana's like, together we can defeat him and make him be seen or whatever. It, it, it kind of falls apart a little bit there. But then she yeah, says... She, she's ad-libbing. It's all right. Yeah, but it's, then she says, my hijab will protect us. And I love her Which so is much. just the best line possibly of the season. Like, I love it so much. Yeah. I do say... My I, hijab will protect us. And then I just want to point out this little detail where when she says, like, are you ready? And they're going to, like, try to face mm-hmm. Casper, who she says is, like, behind the door. That Vilda is the first one to get up. Yeah. Yes, I noticed that and I love that. <laughs> and, well, because it's something that Sana says, I definitely in the fourth season, but I think she sort of mentions it throughout, where she's like, you know, if I if I if I had to face go into battle, like Vilda would be the first person that I like, yes. 
uh, would call up. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about making Harry Potter references, as you know. But in this scene in particular, when she stands up, I thought of um, Neville Longbottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I was like, oh, she's the Neville Longbottom of the of this universe because she's like a little bit simple minded, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I mean she's just very like clear and forward, and mm-hmm. she's pure heart. Yeah. But that also means that when you're in trouble, she's the first one to stand up. And I just think that yeah, I love that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was just a nice moment. So then essentially, then they all sort of stand up together, and they're gonna open the door and. Pure blackness, blackness out there. Yeah. Which, again, super well directed. I was getting creeped out, even though it's kind of funny at the same time because, like, my hijab will protect us. And by this point, you, the audience, know something is yeah, funny. Yeah, something going has on. to be up. But and then Sana then turns around and screams, like, he, he's, like he's over there. Yeah, he's over there. So other girls turn around, scream, but in fact, it's just Chris wearing a mask yes. that we've seen earlier that in they the established episode. Earlier, yeah. Sana's just laughing, like, dying uh chris and sana high five each other eva is legit crying at this point about the whole thing and they're all teasing her about it because basically the gig is up sana yeah. has been playing them the whole time chris she's is the one on who it. answered on yodel and then she told chris about it and then decided to carry it on further um casper is really just a guy who helps out um the electrician and then helps around the cabin mm-hmm. and then uh i liked how I like that they also make mention the hijab again, kind of come full circle with it, and Sana's just like, it's just a scarf. Yes, that was such a good moment, because she kind of, in a really fun, funny, um, and very Sana way, let's say, uh, almost cruel, but also kind of funny, uh, taught them a lesson? I hate saying yeah, no, that phrase, no, I agree. but... And I and I wish it was a lesson that had stuck with Vilda a little bit more. So yeah. I, under, I understand people's frustrations with her character. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially in season four. Because, yeah, like, she, the, the bottom line is, like, the same way you wear your makeup, the same way you, you wear, like, your accessories, the same yeah, way you wear yeah. a shirt, like... My my scarf is a scarf. Right. Like yes, it has some other meaning, sure. Uh-huh. But like that has what, meaning to her. It has meaning to her. But Sana is trying to make her understand that at the end of the day, there's nothing weird or like right. about it. Right. It's just, totally. It's just part of what she wears. Right. Um. Yeah. Maybe and that it's weird to someone else that in some cultures women wear wedding rings to signify yeah. that they belong or you know are married to a man. She's um, she's not wearing her hijab to make vilda uncomfortable that's not the point at all and vilda shouldn't be uncomfortable so it's like this sort of like sub subsexual conversation yeah that you want them to understand each other mm-hmm. um, i don't know i liked it and vilda like takes it in stride yeah uh, she's like oh, no. she seems to kind of be like okay yeah so then they start asking about like what about the ouija board and uh do you mean real is william i wasn't like yeah, william so, thinking about me which is interesting that she interpreted the question of because originally someone in the room. Yeah, originally she doesn't know who he's talking about and she never gets to ask her second question yeah she just sort so, of made the assumption. so overnight or whatever i can't i don't know what the passage of time is at this point uh she's basically like internalized it to be like well he was clearly thinking about me yeah uh and it's just basically she's very vilda it's just very vilda there so they're basically questioning the validity of anything that the Ouija board said. Um, does Jonah still have feelings for Eva? Uh-huh. Um, which here she seems a little, like, upset about it, which is sort of, again, like, yeah. an interesting reversal. And like, then where the, is the whole Isaac being gay thing, blah, mm-hmm. blah, all that. While the girls are, like, basically, like, discussing the Ouija board in detail and what does it mean, what does it not uh-huh. mean, can we trust it or not, Nora is getting a second text message from William uh-huh. where he says, hey, I heard that um, your friends, like, 
hipster friend got together with Isabel, who's a third year. Uh-huh. So basically, Yunus, who we are just hearing, supposedly is still very much in love with Eva. Yes. Still have feelings for her, at least. Um, is hooking up or is together with a third year girl. Yes. So now Nura has forbidden knowledge uh, that she both shouldn't have and can't explain how she has. Yes, exactly. And then also, because William has got a William, uh, he doesn't just leave it there. He Then he's like... Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He, she's like, he's like, oh, she, he's, he's with a 97er. Like, you should try it. <laughs> and I will admit, that text message made me, amused me more than it infuriated me. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, I'm I still like, on board the yeah, Norhelm I was like, I was like, all right, that was a good line, yeah, dude. That was a sure. good line. For sure. I just want to take a moment to appreciate how the scene ends with, in the background, the girls are like laughing about what just happened, and one of them says, uh, and the best female actress award goes to... Sana, but the camera is lingering on Nura, and mm. I feel like oh, that's so good. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even see it. Like I heard it, I saw it, but I didn't make that connection. Didn't put it together. I feel like they're saying Nura is the best mm-hmm. uh, act- actress in in, in sense of like she's playing she, this whole episode. She's been playing a role. Yeah, I mean for a while now of pretending to not like William, of pretending to of like having to negotiate Pret- yeah. this weird relationship with uh, Vilda. Uh, yeah, it was well done. Yeah, that was well done. Someone pat some editor or someone patted themselves in the back. Yeah, that was that was well done, guys. I didn't even think about it. Or I guess uh, Julie Adam edits it as well, doesn't she? I don't know. I don't know what Julie does and does not do. I mean, I'm sure she's a team. But anyway, so yeah, that was the episode. That's the episode. It was a fun episode. Yes, um, it's delightful. I love. Yeah, it's like nothing big really happened, uh-huh. and yet it feels like all those storylines still were moved along to yeah. some extent. Um, yeah, I just love how they're all in this, like, literal stuck-there place. They can't leave, and they are... A lot of the... It's like building tension, where all these, like, plot lines and motives um, and conflicting motives within specific... Within people yeah. are going to come to a head. Yeah. And I... Yeah, I just... Also, we just get to see them hang out and I freaking love we it. We just get to see them hang out which is awesome because I think they're just really fun to watch hanging out. Uh-huh. I like that Sana gets to be a boss. I'm yeah. always up for it. Uh, and, you know, so much of the time you don't really get to see Sana have fun. She's so serious. Um... So it, yes. it's, it's it's great to just sort of like see her like uh-huh. just like tease her friends. Uh-huh. Um, so that that's just a fun thing to watch. And I love that it's Sana and Chris doing it. Yes, because the friendship between the two of them is something that the show established really well in the background in season one and establishes here too. And one of the misses of season four that I, I know was uh, for the most part out of their control, but it makes me so sad because like, I love those two girls, uh-huh. and like it seems like this this friendship is just happening in the background, and I wish I'd I we we got to experience more of it, like one on one, totally, because um, they're so different personalities, and yeah. yet and they, they seem, work, yeah, yeah, they work, and they seem to get along great, and yeah. I'm all for it, yeah, hundred yeah, percent, yeah, totally. All right, so that was this uh, episode. episode, yeah, um, and then yeah, like I think we mentioned in if you listen to our Scam España uh, episode, we're gonna be doing Scam Netherlands next, and then we're gonna be talking about either episode five or episode five and six. We don't know we'll yet. See how long they. We'll are. see how long they are. Uh, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you love the Girl Squad as much as we do. Oh, and uh, yeah, we've actually been getting some messages. So we're excited about that. Um, Yay! And to yeah, to one of our emails, I'll respond to you personally too. But I just want to say. 
we are not planning to do an e second of an episode yet, but we we do want to do all of season three, so we'll, we'll we're really excited about that. Yeah, they're one of our favorite pairings, so we'll uh, definitely so much. go in depth. Um, but on them. before that, we will be talking about Scamitalia soon, uh, and we and we can, you cannot talk about Scamitalia season two without talking about Evan and Isak, so we'll have a little bit of that there. Um, I know I can't do it, even though Scamitalia has been doing a good a great job of like still doing their own adaptation of it but yeah that's that's about all the updates i can think of in terms of that yeah all right thank you for listening and uh yeah follow us on twitter and tumblr or email us i'll put all the info in the show notes notes. all right bye bye